am Alexander B. Stevens. This is the brand new up and coming podcast entitled, What is he thinking? The sometimes uncomfortable, sometimes politically incorrect, but always sincere and truthful podcast for the benefit of women from the perspective of men. You've got questions. I've got answers. 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 What's going on? This is Alexander B. Stevens back in the building one more time for another edition, another episode of the podcast. Actually, this is just episode number one of a six-part marriage series that we're going to be tackling over the next two months. I'm not married at this time, so I'm going to be bringing in a lot of guests and a lot of other voices to speak on marriage because I can only say so much not being a person who has been in a successful marriage. However, today I need no help. Today there will be no guests. There will be no assistance because this topic I am very familiar with personally and I'm very well researched on. Today we're going to talk about why men are reluctant to marry. The top reasons why men are slow to marry or completely resistant to the institution of marriage, period. The following reasons are in no order of significance. Before I get too deep into this podcast, I just want to state a disclaimer. Alexander B. Stevens is pro-marriage and is an enthusiast of the institution of marriage. Alexander B. Stevens thinks that the lack of marriages and the lack of marriages staying together is one of the largest causes of pretty much every social issue in our country. If more people got married and stayed married and had all their children within the confines of that marriage, the world would be a better place. Disclaimer concluded. Now let's get into the reasons why men are reluctant to marry. Reason number one why men are reluctant to marry stems from the old adage, which comes from the old quote that is over a hundred years old, originally spoken by Albert Einstein, which says, women marry men hoping they will change and men marry women hoping they will not. Women marry men hoping that they will change as in the man will change and men marry women hoping that their woman will stay the same as the day that they marry. Why is this a deterrent? Why does this make men reluctant to marry? Well, one, because they know for a fact that the woman they're with is gonna change. And a lot of her changes, if not the majority of her changes, are gonna be changes in the wrong direction. Changes that the man does not like. Changes as in, he married an in-shape beautiful woman and 10, 20, 30 years later, he's with an out of shape, unattractive woman. He married a woman with a high sex drive. And after a couple kids, he's with a woman that only wants to do something with them once a month. He married a woman that was optimistic, adventurous, spontaneous. And after the kids, she's predictable, boring, and mundane. He wanted the woman that he married to stay the same, but life happens and inevitably she changes into something that he doesn't like, or at least doesn't like as much. Of course, I'm speaking in general. This doesn't happen in every relationship or with every woman, but that is a fear that a lot of men have. Not only do they fear this, but they also fear the woman pressuring them to change themselves. Changing is difficult, especially when it's not your own idea and somebody else 
else's blackmailing you, coercing you, or pressuring you to change. In general, according to the male perspective, a lot of women marry a guy saying, I like A, B, and C about him, and if I could just tweak D, change E, and get rid of F, he'd be perfect. Let me marry him and slowly work on crafting him into the perfect man. Well, one, since men want the absolute opposite out of their mate, they want their mate to stay the same, they kind of feel offended by the fact that their woman wants them to change. Hold up, didn't you marry me because you like me for being me and me how I was? Why are you trying to change me? Second, there is no perfect man, so you're chasing after something that's unattainable. Third, and what many women don't realize, if you get rid of that F, which you think is a flaw that he has, then that's gonna negatively affect trait A, and you're gonna lose one of the attractive traits that he currently has, because A and F were linked and you didn't even realize it. So after all that work, all the struggle, all the effort it took to change, the net net of it is two steps forward, two steps back, you're in the same place. He's no better a man than he was before you tried to change him. So what are you gonna do? Rest? Be happy with what you have? No, you're gonna look for something else to tweak, something else to change, because you're still trying to improve him. Because spending $2 to make $2 doesn't change your situation. Two steps forward, two steps back, you're in the same place. So the cycle repeats itself. That is reason number one, why men are reluctant to marry. Because the woman that they marry is gonna try to change them and they don't wanna change. And because the woman that they marry is probably gonna change in ways they don't like and they don't want them to change. They wanna hold on to the girlfriend stage forever. Reason number two why men are reluctant to marry is because men lose power and leverage in the relationship once they get into a contract with the government and another woman, also called a legal marriage. Power and leverage. I know these don't sound romantic, but they are a fact of life. There is a general back and forth when it comes to leverage and power in male-female interactions and relationships. Initially, when the man and the woman are strangers to each other, the woman, especially if both people are under the age of 30, the woman has the power and the woman has the leverage when both are strangers. The man has to approach her. The man has to take the risk. The man has to ask her out. The man is doing all the paying. The man is sticking his neck out. The man is risking rejection. The man's risking his money in order to win the affections of a woman. So right at the beginning, the woman has the leverage in their situation and the man is vulnerable. Then after three, five, seven dates, after the two have chosen to fornicate with each other, and or after the woman has fallen in love with the man, now the leverage shifts. Now, the man has more power and influence over the relationship or the situationship than the woman does. Why? Typically because the man falls in love second and the man is less attached to the woman than the woman is to the man at this stage. So, in between the serious dating stage and let's say the beginning of being in an official relationship, like I said, the man has the leverage. Women have control and power over who gets sex and who gets born. Men have power over when a relationship happens and when a marriage happens. 
So woman had started off with the power. She fell in love or she started having sex with the guy. Then the guy gets the power, gets the leverage in the relationship. And the woman's kind of waiting on him to make this official. Where are we going with this? I've committed to you. I've invested in you. When are you going to invest in me? I'm waiting. So at that point, the man has some power. He has some leverage and he doesn't have to do all the risks anymore. He doesn't have to stick his neck out. He's not spending all the money anymore. He's not doing all the investing. She's actually investing in the relationship back. She's cooking every now and then. She's paying for some of these dates. She's accepting free dates and low cost dates when in the beginning, she only wanted those four star restaurants and those $200 dates. The man has a little power here. She's trying to win his affection at this point. She's trying to get that official relationship. Then eventually, depending on the man's mindset and how much he likes the woman, they enter into a relationship. So at the beginning stages of their relationship, the pendulum shifts over to the other side again and she has now gained some more leverage and power he's voluntarily given up his freedom he's voluntarily gotten rid of the woman's competition and now it's just her so now she once again has some leverage and some power not as much as she did at the very beginning but just a little bit more than the man he's given up his freedom she's no longer in prove myself to him mode and now they're in a relationship. So as the relationship goes on, the pendulum shifts again to the other side toward the man and the man having leverage and power in the relationship. The girl has now been with this guy one, two, three, five, ten years. She's put all of her eggs in his basket. She isn't used to the dating scene anymore. She doesn't want to start over. She's head over heels in love. She wants to get this family started. The clock is ticking. She wants to have some babies. I mean, like, let's get this things started okay let's get things moving along all right i want to be married i want to be a mom i want to have a family what are you doing joe let's go joe i want to live happily ever after already come on joe let's go so once again the woman's either going to try to put pressure on the man to marry or she's going to be quote unquote on her best behavior trying to make herself into somebody that he has to marry because she's just so perfect she's so great O-M-G. This woman. She gives it to me six times a week and twice on Sunday. I mean, sometimes I have to push her off because I'm just dehydrated. I just can't sustain, maintain. I mean, she's just so attracted to me. It's unbelievable. Oh, and she's cooking all the time. I mean, she'll even come over to the apartment and clean up a bit without me asking. I haven't watched an article of clothing in six months. I mean, I gotta nail this one down. I gotta wife her. I gotta take her off the market. Woo! Everything that I hoped for, everything that I dreamed about when I was 13 is right before my eyes at this very moment in time. She was always fine, but she's even looking better these days. Looks like she's toned up a bit. She's got the outfits that fit her body just right. I mean, she was fine when I met her. Now when you meet her, you'll never forget her. She has that glow, that sparkle in her eyes, the personality, the wit, just a little bit of spice, just a little bit of sass. I can't believe what I have. If I could just keep her like this, if I could just keep her like this, I definitely would spend the rest of my life with her. I gotta marry her. So the power and the leverage is slightly in the man's corner at this point, because the woman is once again trying to prove herself, trying to get the ring basically. So she's on her best behavior. Like I've said before, women are in control of when triple X activity happens. And if anybody's gonna be born from said activity, and men are in control of when a monogamous relationship is gonna start or when a marriage is gonna happen. 
So, why men are reluctant to marry? Because they know once they give the woman what she wants and marry her, that they will lose this leverage and lose this power, partially because of the laws of the land, partially because of just human nature, and the leverage pendulum will shift again into her corner. So reason number two why men are reluctant to marry is because some men believe that the best time they're ever going to have with a woman is when they're in a long term serious relationship with her just before the marriage stage. So they want to prolong that pre-engagement phase as long as possible because they know that the woman is doing her best to try to get the ring and they want to keep her in this state for as long as possible. They don't want her to relax. They don't want her to get comfortable when she gets what she wants. Furthermore, they don't want to lose leverage and lose power like they will when they sign over the rights to 50% of all of their earthly goods in what we like to call a marriage contract. Reason number three why men are reluctant to marry kind of feeds into reason number two. Reason number three is because marriage is as vulnerable as a guy can make himself. And men are skilled and men spend their whole life trying to avoid vulnerability or overcome vulnerability. They don't necessarily go towards being vulnerable and invite vulnerability into their life. Being vulnerable is an extremely uncomfortable and unnatural feeling for a man. As men, we are trained to be competitive, trained to be conquerors, trained to be sometimes combative, trained to not really be that emotional. We're trained to not be that emotional. Why? Because it could reveal weakness. It could reveal a vulnerability. And being vulnerable or being weak in general hurts you in competition when you're trying to be competitive. It hurts you when you're trying to conquer something. It hurts you in combat. It hurts you when you're trying to be assertive in order to achieve something or avoid something bad. Marriage lends itself to the highest level of emotion a man can tap into, which makes that man vulnerable. Not only does it make him vulnerable in the ways that I just spoke of, but it makes his assets vulnerable to being removed from him, regardless of the man's actions, regardless of if he was a good husband in his own mind or not, regardless of if he is a good father in his own mind or in an objective view or not. Women initiate 75 to 80 percent of divorces and family courts are notoriously slanted towards women when it comes to child custody, alimony and other things that are settled in divorce court. Side note, if you have a couple hours and three dollars, go on YouTube, Amazon Prime or Google Play and rent the documentary entitled Divorce Corp. And it will explain in further detail the slanted, unfair nature of family court. Anyway, when men make the decision to marry, when men make the decision to commit their lives to someone else, based on imperial data, men take it more seriously than women do. Men don't quit on relationships nearly as often as women do. Now, I know some of you will say that's because men are screwing up and women are just getting out when in yesteryear 
they didn't have the ability to get out. But according to research that I have revealed in earlier episodes of the podcast, when it comes to domestic abuse or infidelity, those numbers are way closer to 50-50, women doing just as much cheating and just as much abusing as men do, than society and common wisdom wants to acknowledge. So if each party is doing the other party wrong almost at the same clip, then why are divorces so heavily slanted in women's direction when it comes to instigating divorces. Men don't want to volunteer to make themselves vulnerable to the whims and unfair history of family courts, especially knowing that four out of five times the woman quits on the marriage and introduces family court into his life. Back 50, 60 years ago, you could only get divorced for serious and significant reasons. Today, you can get divorced for almost any reason under the sun. And many men feel like women take advantage of this because they know that family court will rule in their favor. Women are almost incentivized to not stick it out in a marriage. So why put yourself in that situation in the first place? Why get married? Why not just stay long term? boyfriend and girlfriend? Why not just shack up if you're in a state that doesn't have common law marriage laws? Why intentionally make yourself vulnerable and get married if you're a man in America in 2021? Reason number four men are reluctant to marry in 2021 is because the man he has to be in order to be a good husband is different from the man he has to be in order to get the woman in the first place or in order to establish himself in his career or establish himself with friends in early adulthood. Basically the mindset and mentality that a man has to have to make friends, get women, get a girlfriend, achieve and excel in his career is a different mindset than what he has to have in order to be a good husband and a good loving father. So flipping and changing mindsets flipping personalities into a person that is almost like 150, not 180, but 150 degrees different from what he's been throughout his entire adult life is very difficult. And if for whatever reason he becomes single again, because the woman filed for a divorce, 50% of marriages they say end in divorce and 80% of those marriages, the divorce is filed by the woman. If for any reason he has to flip back into his original mindset that he had before he got married, let's not even talk about how difficult that is. In my Why Men Cheat two-part podcast, one of the reasons I gave for why men cheat is this same reason that the mindset and the personality that you have to have in order to get a woman is a different mindset and personality that you have to have in order to keep and be faithful to the woman and attempt to make her happy. So why do some men not marry? Why are some men reluctant to marry? Because they're reluctant to take off their hunter hat and put on their husband hat. They're reluctant to tone down the alpha nature that's within their soul and be a little bit more emotional and beta for their wife and kids. Why are they reluctant? Because like I said, making this change is difficult and changing back if you ever need to is even more difficult. In order for a man to get a woman, have a successful relationship, and get things to the point where she wants to marry him requires a lot of work, a lot of self-development, a lot of accomplishments on his part, a lot of skills that he had to develop through trial and error when dealing with women. It requires a whole lot from the man in order to even orchestrate his life to get himself in this situation in the first place. Decades for some men, 
is how long it takes to get to this point. These skills, techniques, mindset, etc., atrophy with the lack of use. So it's a risk to put all those things on the back burner and to dive headfirst into a marriage when the chances of you needing those skills again are as high as they are in the 21st century. When I say these things atrophy, if you don't use them, you lose them. So let's think of it this way. Check out this analogy. It takes approximately 10 years of school and training beyond high school to become a doctor. In our hypothetical situation here, in our analogy, let's say that after you finish your residency and your schooling to become a doctor, your first job is at Hospital X. At Hospital X, you make $150,000 a year. Now you know that there are other hospitals that you could work at in which they pay $300,000 a year, but your coworkers at your current hospital, you love them all. You're very comfortable there. You know how to do all the procedures and everything that is required of you at Hospital X. And $150,000 a year is pretty good money. You have a pretty good standard of living with that amount of money. While on the other hand, the $300,000 hospital fires 50% of their doctors every year. And the majority of those doctors that get fired feel that their termination of employment was unjust. Not only do they feel that their termination was unjust, but in this hospital system, in this fictitious country, once you get fired, from these $300,000 hospitals, you can't go to another $300,000 hospital. You can't even go back to Hospital X that paid you $150,000 a year. You have to go all the way back to medical school, take out the loans, build yourself back up again, graduate from medical school again, go through residency again, before you can get back to Hospital X and you have to get back to Hospital X before you have a chance at maybe, if you so desire, trying out a different $300,000 hospital. Now, if this were the case and you were in the medical field, how reluctant and resistant and careful would you be about the decision of leaving Hospital X and signing on with one of these $300,000 hospitals, knowing you could live a pretty good life staying at Hospital X forever and never having to start back over from scratch? Hmm. For those of you who did not follow that analogy, go back and listen to it again, knowing these three things. A $300,000 hospital represents marriage. Hospital X that pays $150,000 represents either a man in a long-term relationship with a woman that is on her P's and Q's, who is doing everything that the man desires because she is at that stage where she is trying to get him to commit, or it represents a man who has a lively, fulfilling bachelor life where he has no issue approaching, attracting, and getting women to give him female company, attention, and bedroom fun. Medical school and residency represent the hard knocks that all of us men go through in order to gain the mindset that's required, learn the skills that's required, gain the status and the accomplishments that are required in order to become attractive so you can get the women that you actually like to pay attention to you and cooperate with you in the first place. That's reason number four why men are reluctant to marry. The next reason I'm gonna go over the fifth reason why men are reluctant to marry in Western cultures in the 21st century is because the benefits of marriage are less now than they ever have been in all of human recorded history. The positive aspects, the benefits, the advantageous elements of marriage from a male perspective are less now than they've ever been. Blame society? 
Blame feminism, blame whoever you want. But once upon a time, it was easily a better option for a man to be married than not to be married. Now it's almost a wash. You're trading one set of stresses and inconveniences for another set of stresses and inconveniences. The benefits of marriage have decreased to the point where many men would say it's a worse situation to be married than to be single. 50 years ago, 100 years ago, back in the day, if a man got married, what benefits would he have? He'd have the benefit of a woman that he knew would stay committed to him through thick or thin. A woman that wouldn't quit at the first sign of discomfort or disagreement. Wouldn't quit at the first problem. Wouldn't quit because the court system kind of incentivizes quitting. He had that benefit. He had the benefit of regular triple X releases with a woman he could claim as his own who has an aim to please. Once upon a time, that type of activity didn't really happen all that often outside the confines of marriage. It wasn't easy to find unless you wanted to pay for it. And what fun is that? And how risky is that? So way back when, one would get married in order to have regular, consistent access to loving but now it's almost the opposite. In general, guys who are good with women get more action before they get married than within the confines of marriage after the first kid. He had the benefit of no longer being reliant on cooking for himself or his parents cooking or buying food, but he had somebody that could take care of his meals in-house six, seven days a week. He had the benefit of somebody that could make his house a home, somebody that would take care of his home, somebody that would give him multiple kids and take care of those kids. He had the benefit of support, somebody that's on his team that's willing to follow his lead. Marriages of yesteryear made people think more highly of a man at the job, amongst his friends, amongst other people that he knew. The fact that he was married gave him a level of status and proved to other men that he was actually indeed a real man himself. Nowadays, that's not so much the case anymore. Nowadays, a married man doesn't have an aura of status and a reputation of being mature and more of a man than unmarried men. A lot of unmarried men view a married man as a man that gave up, a man that succumbed to society's pressures, a man that succumbed to the pressures of his woman, a man that's voluntarily given up his masculinity to follow a woman who believes in 21st century Western cultural ideals. They don't necessarily have additional respect when looking at this man. They sometimes have less respect looking at this man. Some men nowadays look at a married man like he must not really like women. He must not really like sex because if he did, why would he only do it with one woman? And why would he get into the confines of marriage when we all know that the frequency of loving goes from once a day to once a month faster than you can say ball and chain. Women today have their own agenda, want their own careers. They have their own passions and things of that nature. And that's not necessarily bad in itself, but it's taken away from a woman making a house a home a woman being hands-on preparing tasty homemade nutrition for her family. A woman taking care of her own kids 
a woman taking care of the home is taken away from all the things that men used to love their wife doing for them and things that men used to look forward to when they entered a marriage. Many women aren't about following the lead of a man or being supportive to a man's vision or being a helpmeet like some of the Christian faith would say. Women of today are competing with their man to see whose career can be more robust, who can make more money, who can have control over the family finances. Women of today are battling their husbands for the pants in the relationship, for the leadership role in the household. Women of today are putting themselves first, putting themselves before their kids, themselves before their husband. So the husband is eating just as many to-go meals as a married man as he was as a single man. The husband is doing just as much cleaning as a married man than he was as a single man, or at least he's paying somebody else to do the cleaning just as much as a married man as he was as a single man. A man is paying other people to look after his kids just as much inside of a marriage as he would have if he was a single dad etc etc the benefits that men used to have in a marriage are less now than they've ever been in human history so why would a man want to give up his freedom give up his autonomy give up his alpha masculine hunter nature to sign up for a modern day marriage like i just described The final reason that I will discuss today why men are reluctant to marry is not that they are afraid of marriage or have any of the previous issues that I described in this podcast regarding marriage, but it's really just that they understand the true nature of marriage and what is required in marriage. And they are being very intentional and diligent when trying to determine and make the decision on who is the right person for them to marry. Men take marriage more seriously than women. Men think that a lot of women want to be married, but don't want to be a wife. They want to have a wedding, but they don't really understand what being married is all about. Men think that a lot of women, if not the majority of women think that, oh, we're attracted to each other. We're in love. Love conquers all. We should be married when there's way more to it than that. Men look at marriage from a more practical logical viewpoint than just a romantic we're in love let's get married and spend the rest of our life together viewpoint men are looking at the practicalities of marriage men are looking at do our lives really fit together are we really puzzle pieces that are complementary roles is she going to fulfill the roles that i want her to fulfill in this marriage can i fulfill what she desires in this marriage are our personalities combustible or are they complementary? Do they build on each other or not? Is she strong in areas that I'm weak and vice versa? Or do we share the same strengths and the same weaknesses? What good is us getting married if together as a unit, we don't cover all the bases, but we have redundant strengths and redundant weaknesses? Does she like me for me? Or does she just like what I can do? for her? Or does she just like my current station in life? And she's going to use that to springboard herself up the ladder. Is she a hard worker? Does she understand that marriage is work? Is she really loyal? Is she a quitter? Is she going to leave me when times get rough? 80% of divorces are filed by women. Does she seem like she's one of those people that would do that to me? We really have the same long-term goals and vision on our life or not. 
You can love a woman, but have issues in any of the last six or seven things I said, and that woman cannot be the right woman to marry. So men are taking their time and really looking at all these things to make sure that matrimony is the best plan. Why? Because in today's society, like I've already said, getting married is less beneficial and more risky for men now than ever before. So men are more careful with that decision. Well, that just about wraps up the top six reasons why men are reluctant to marry. Let me go through that list one last time to refresh your memory. The first reason why men are reluctant to marry is because men fear the change that comes along with getting married. Men fear putting themselves in a situation where their woman can pressure them into changing and they fear their woman changing from their ideal mate like many women are in the months before engagement to an undesirable mate like a lot of women are 10, 20 years into a marriage. Reason number two, why men are reluctant to marry is because men are reluctant to give away their power and leverage in a relationship that they have in the latter stages of a long-term serious monogamous unmarried with her putting her best foot forward because she wants to get married situation. The third reason why men are reluctant to marry is because marriage makes him as vulnerable as he possibly can be and men in general try to avoid vulnerability. And family court is a bad bet for a man. Reason number four is because the man he has to be in order to be a good husband is so drastically different from the man he had to be in order to get a woman in the first place. And shifting between those different mentalities and skill sets is very difficult. Reason number five is because the benefits of marriage in the 21st century for a man in Western cultures is less now than they ever have been before in the history of mankind. The last reason why men are reluctant to marry is because men are more meticulous, logical, and practical when it comes to deciding to get married than women are. Men don't think, well, we're in love, so everything's gonna work itself out. Men don't view love alone as reason enough to get married. Men are looking at the day-to-day -day. men are looking at, is she attractive enough internally and, of course, externally to keep me from wanting to cheat or be distracted by other women? And if she is, does she seem like the type that's gonna keep herself up or let herself go? Men are pragmatic. Men are looking at all angles of being together with this person to see if it really makes sense and would be beneficial to tie themselves to this person legally for a lifetime. Well, there you have it. The top reasons why men are reluctant to marry. Hopefully you've taken the last 33 minutes as an opportunity for you to put yourself in another's shoes and understand where your man or where men in general are coming from. What's the application? What's the takeaway from this knowledge? Well, you can analyze your particular situation if you've been dating a guy for a couple of years, determine which one of the reasons or which reasons might potentially be the issue, might potentially be the holdup, and make sure you assure and reassure your man that whatever he's worried about isn't gonna be a problem with you. That should just about wrap things up. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. And if you found any part of this episode helpful, thought-provoking, or intriguing, please share it with a friend. The more people I can help, the better I feel within. If you have any questions, any suggestions for new topics for me to discuss in the future, 
or if you need any clarification on anything I have spoken on, please just shoot me an email at whatishethinking at gmail.com. What is he thinking at gmail.com. Or you can send me a message via my Anchor website. All you need to do is go to anchor.fm forward slash what is he thinking forward slash message. Anchor.fm slash what is he thinking slash message. Go there, leave me a couple words. And if it's constructive, I will definitely get back to you or keep your thoughts in mind when I record future podcasts. And never forget, I'm not here to tickle your ear. My only goal is to tell you what you need to know. I'm not here to offend. I just want to see you win with men. Well, until we meet again.